It is showtime and we have got a very special guest for the first time in 2022, the very first stream to keep the change. Adam Stewart, Compound Wealth, mate. Bloody good to see you. Happy New Year. How have you been? Good, good to be here, mate. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year. Look forward to a, a big 2022. Uh, been really well, actually. I uh, was up in the Bay of Islands for a week or so, so had a had a good wee break, and uh, and then yeah, back into the back into the smokehouse, ready to ready to yeah get things going for twenty twenty two. Has it been quiet over that Christmas break? Like, do people stop asking you questions, or is it just relentless? Um, it has been actually. Yeah, I, I, like I do send out a um, I send out a, a, a new a email just saying I'm going to be away, which most people kind of abide by, uh, but kind of beginning of January, the, the email starts to light up a bit because, you know, new year, new me, uh, 2022 yeah. financial goals, need to sort my KiwiSaver, need to sort my, 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 my financial goals out. So yeah, um, it starts, it starts to um, ramp up again, but over, you know, December is pretty quiet. Most people are pretty happy um, eating and drinking and being merry and, and putting off those, uh, those things until 2022. Yeah. Cool, mate. Well, you're going to jump in and show us some articles shortly, but before we get into those, you've got your fact find on your website that I know a number of people in Keep the Change have gone through. Uh, I've used it myself, but basically that's a way for anyone to go through and sort of work out their profile in terms of risk, and then you guys give them a recommendation of potentially what they should be thinking about in terms of their KiwiSaver, specifically good for people that might have a KiwiSaver locked away in a bank fund or something that they don't even know. And they actually want to spend some time and figure out where that KiwiSaver money should be sitting uh, based on their certain circumstances. So is that fact find still ready to rock on the website? It's still ready to rock. So um, I can, when, when, when we share my screen, I can kind of point that out. Um, can even put a, a link in the in the, the messenger chat as well. Um, so if you if you want to complete that, um, we can send you a comprehensive report um, with a retirement projection and um, yeah. a fund based on your risk profile and, and what your goals are, be it first home or retirement. On just on that very quickly, for the bulk of the people that you see filled it out, are they have got no idea where their key service sitting or they? No, well, well, most most people do have an idea. Um, the 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 biggest thing is probably just not the not what what fund are they in. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't too sure what what fund they're in, and that's normally when they're in a, a in a bank. Um, but that's that that's slowly going away because um, you know, obviously, there's well, there's three million people in KiwiSaver now. So after years and years and years and years, people are um, starting to to pay attention because the balances are getting you know bigger compared to five years ago. People might only had five ten grand in there, so they weren't too worried about it. But when they log in there now, they go, oh, "I've got forty or fifty thousand. They go, "Oh, I actually should start probably paying attention to this." I saw something the other day that there's three million people in KiwiSaver, but there's only there was only like one point something million actually contributing of that three million in the last. 12 months, which is interesting. Yeah, so so I can't remember the stat uh, exactly, but there's a serious amount of um, people um, still still not contributing and getting that free um, $521. Um, yeah. So um, I, I guess it, it comes down to, you know, if you take time off work or, um, you know, if you're, if you're on um, maternity leave or something like that, uh, even if you do go on maternity leave, um, or you take a break from employment, try and get that that thousand and forty three dollars in there just so you can get that five twenty one. Yeah. Um, 
so so I guess there's you know a lot of instances like that. Um, but yeah, it's there's still a lot of work to do that we can you know a lot of work we can do to to you know help people yeah. make the most of that free moolah. I, I personally contribute, and the reason I do is because I want to build up a stack of cash there that I know I can't get my hands on and watch it grow over time and then have that peace of mind that come retirement, I'm going to have a decent fund sitting there that I could probably, hopefully, if I do it right, live off of the capital gains and then leave that to my next generation and start creating generational wealth for my family. So that's probably a different goal to what some people will have. Um, but I think that's the sort of goal that I should be setting for myself based on my circumstances. The, the best thing about KiwiSaver is it protects people from themselves. Um, yeah. so, that you, so, so that is that is the key. So, um, you know, if you have an investment account, um, you know, you might have it for 10 or 20 years, but, um, you know, you have things like uh, a new car or you might want to buy a boat or, um, you know, you might get, um, you know, um, who knows? There's always those kind of um, things that come up where you're like, "Oh, right, I'll take fifty grand out or a hundred grand out and, and and buy that that buy that purchase." But the opportunity cost of that fifty or ten grand that you've taken out is massive because you could lose potentially twenty to thirty years of compounding on that money. So KiwiSaver, the biggest, I guess, the biggest benefit and why it's done so well over the last thirteen years is that it's effectively um, stopped people from. Um, accessing it till they're 65 but most of my clients when they turn 65 i can't remember the last time i've had a client take their money at 65 um they all leave it to their you know late 60s or early 70s because that's when they're really starting to see that compound effect um and they're going well um you know interest rates are are so low that if i took the money out and put it in my bank account i'm going to get nothing and, and what am i going to do with it anyway so um Makes yeah, it's, it's it's that's the beauty of KiwiSaver is it protects people from themselves. Yeah, I know I would have done something dumb with the cash <laughs> myself, so uh, there we go. But do you want to pull up those articles perhaps, mate? Uh, you might well, let's get into it. Yeah, you can run us through those. So we're going to look at some of the funds and how they've performed in the last year and some of the things to be thinking about for 2022, right? But you can uh, explain that better than I with some of the articles that you've got on your website that I've been having a little browse at. Cool. So my screen's, uh, you can see my screen. I'll add it to the stream, mate, and we'll make it full screen. There we go. Yep. Awesome. Um, so uh, effectively for all the viewers, um, we have a blog, uh, compoundwealth.co.nz forward slash blog. Uh, we've got a number of different articles in here regarding KiwiSaver, um, calculators, um, things around dollar cost averaging, transfers, transferring your Australian super, um, so if you do, um, you know, want to do some light reading, uh, then um, tuck into it. But well, what we're going to talk about today is um, I've just updated three articles over the last uh, week or so. But um, one of them is what are the best performing Kiwi Silver funds going in 2022? Uh, so some of the just some some good performing funds um, in 2021. Um, and then obviously some um, ideas on how you can maximize your KiwiSaver in 2022. Uh, and then we're just doing a bit of a fun spotlight. So um, just kind of detailing a, an aggressive multi-sector fund uh, that's delivered, you know, superior long-term returns over the last 10 years. Um, and it's a fund that we recommend to a lot of clients who can, who, who have a long investment time frame and, and can accept significant volatility. Um, so yeah, look, uh, 
another thing as well is yeah if you do if you if you don't want to go through all of this stuff and you're just like right tell me what to do you can just complete our uh, fact find um, so what that is is just a questionnaire that'll take you roughly kind of five to ten minutes to complete uh, and it will effectively ask you uh, what your goals are um, what your uh, it'll figure out what your risk profile is uh, and then we can send you a complimentary recommendation uh, with a retirement projection based on on the inputs that you put in here and, and kind of tell you where you should be um, so that you've got a better idea of um, you know the the most appropriate strategy for yourself uh, so what we'll do is we'll kick start the the uh, live stream uh, with this article uh, what are the best performing KiwiSaver funds going into 2022? Um, an interesting, um, an interesting kind of fact is that the New Zealand share market in 2021 was actually very flat. Uh, so if you'd had a KiwiSaver uh, that had a large allocation to say New Zealand shares, it would have probably, it would have definitely underperformed relative to you know other providers that that had larger allocations to say global equities. Um, but look, it was still a pretty pretty good year considering um, COVID and, and all the rest of the things that went on. Um, in the conservative fund categories, the returns over um, the returns over the last five years per annum, the Milford Conservative funds returned five point seven percent per annum, um, coming out as the top, top performer. Um, Aon Russell Life Points conservative five percent, number two, and Aon Russell Life Points twenty fifteen five percent. And so they're five year compounding averages, um, and the average industry return for conservative funds over the most recent five years was four point six. Um, so just to give you a kind of a bit of a uh, a comparison there, if, if you if you projected those out um, based on just ten thousand um, dollars. At 5.7 versus 4.6, the difference is roughly um, 17,408 to, to 15,679. Um, please note, past performance isn't um, always indicative of future performance. Um, Milford have 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 had a really good strong run. Um, they're a KiwiSaver provider that have traditionally had a, a high allocation to New Zealand shares um, in their portfolios, uh, which over the last 10 years has been great. Um, obviously last last year was uh, you know not the best year for New Zealand the New Zealand share market, but again, um, it's all about the long term. So conservative funds are more appropriate for, for people that have short investment timeframes around that three to four year investment mark before they, they look to withdraw uh, withdraw a significant uh, a significant withdrawal from their KiwiSaver. Um, so for, for anyone that's looking to buy a, buy a house in the short term or, you know, you're looking at retiring and, and actually taking money from your KiwiSaver, your conservative uh, annual moderate funds um, are appropriate. Um, so thinking about the Milford Conservative Fund, um, look, there's, there's a number of, if, if, if this, you know, if you, if you wanted a New Zealand owned and operated provider, um, with some social and, and uh, with um, the New Zealand operator provider that, that follows more of an active investment strategy, this fund could be appropriate for you. Um, again, the moderate fund. So moderate just means a higher allocation to, to equities. Um, so with your conservative funds, you're sitting around 80% uh, fixed interest, 20% uh, equities. 
uh, and then your moderate, you're just going up roughly 10, 15%. So, so a lot of these funds are sitting around that, that 35, uh, 30 to 40% um, equity, 60% fixed interest. Top performer being Aon Russell, um, the MAS moderate fund, which is your medical insurance society, uh, and BNZ um, fit in there um, with their five-year average return of um, 6.5%. Um, so again, that can be the difference. Look, these blogs are um, here for you to read, so I won't go too much in depth because you can do that in your, your spare time. The balance category, Milford Balance, 10.1. Aon Russell, 8.9. Kiwi Wealth Balanced, 8.9. Um, this fund's actually done really, really well over the last 10 years. Again, higher allocation to New Zealand equities, um, higher than N higher than average industry fees compared to the average 1.03, Milford charge roughly 1.48. So again, returns after fees, um, net, you know, net of fees is important. So um, not always just, not always uh, the best thing to just, just look at fees and, and make your decision on that. So it's important that you make a decision based on uh, a, a number of things. For example, um, if they have an ESG policy, if you know social and environment, environmental responsibility is important to you, having an um, active or the passive manager, high-level customer service, or having a New Zealand owned and operated provider, um, if that's important to you, then um, you know obviously make incorporate those into your decision. Uh, growth fund category. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, can I just ask? So when you say so that's net of fees, so that means that that's taking into account that like that's after. Correct. So, so that's after fees. So, for example, if um, 10.1 um, plus 1.48, that would yeah. be gross. Um, so that's 10.1 after fees. Uh, after fees. Nice. Because what I see a lot of the KiwiSaver funds or the things that I keep an eye on, they it's pretty typical of New Zealand businesses to compete on price. So we'll, they'll say, oh, we've got the cheapest fee. And accountants do the same thing to win work, but often we'll say to clients, yeah, but cheap can become expensive because you don't know what it's costing you in the long run. So if people are purely picking a fund because they get advertised to that it's got a cheap rate or a low, the lowest fee, they're potentially missing out on the potential. Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, fees are important, but they're not the be all and end all. Um, and it's it's everything else that you kind of get with that. Are you getting advice? Um, do you have a, a mobile app that, you know, you can access that literally gives you, um, you know, a breakdown of all your assets? A uh, number of things, act, active versus passive management. Do you want something that has a more of a tilt towards, um, you know, the, the environmental, social governance issues, and, and, you know, associated with investing. So um, as KiwiSavers involved, we've, we've definitely seen a lot more of those socially responsible funds come out, um, which, you know, I've got a blog post on that as well. Um, in, 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 that, uh, in that section, there's a two of our, there's an article called two of our favourite um, socially responsible investment funds. So if you want to check that out, check that out. Sweet, mate. As you were, sorry. I just... Uh, no, no, no worries. Good question, good question. Um, so uh, growth fund categories, yeah, look, Milford Active Growth Fund has been top performer, um, five-year average return of 12.2% per annum. Um, you know, again, Aon, Milford, Fisher Growth, um, but a lot of these kind of growth funds are sitting around that 10 to 12% per annum, um, you know, return mark, which is which is great. Um, 
you know, and and if you could if you could project those types of returns out for the next 20, 30 years, um, it just it just shows you how how KiwiSave is such a, an awesome an awesome investment uh, because it can really really generate some significant wealth. Um, especially, you know, obviously the residential property market in New Zealand's, you know, done exceptionally well. But if you actually look at the, the NZX 50 since 2000, um, it's actually outperformed uh, the New Zealand residential property market on average. So the New Zealand capital markets, I think the compound was roughly 600 and something, 620% um, compared to, um, you know, the re- residential property market was 400%. So, um, shares shares are the best way to go if you've got a you know a, a very long term um, approach, um, and that's why a lot of your KiwiSaver providers are invested in, in these types of markets. So Milford Active Growth compared to the New Zealand Growth Fund average was um, ten point one versus twelve point two, which is a massive you know two point one percent compounding is is massive. Two um, percent doesn't sound like much, but but it's a lot. Um, so they've done extremely well. Um, the fee is currently sitting at two percent per annum, which is quite high. But again, these 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 fees are net um, net of net of fees. So Milford have managed to you know deliver an exceptional return, even though they are charging you know quite high fees compared to the uh, industry average. Uh, and then aggressive fund category. So interesting to see one of the SRI options, um, you know, topping this out. So boost to SRI high growth, 12.4, uh, generates at 11.6, uh, and, and the Medical, uh, Medical Assurance Society, 10.3. Um, so, yeah, look, um, the, the, the whole socially responsible investment thing is it doesn't necessarily mean you're sacrificing, um, you know, your ethics for returns. These these funds, there's no evidence to suggest that by having that approach, you're going to miss out on returns. Um, it's probably um, the opposite um, because a lot of uh, investors are looking to, um, you know, invest in these companies that have that longer term outlook on on the environment and and those companies that are thinking that far ahead are obviously putting themselves in a good position to to uh you know deliver good results so um that's that that, that that's that's great to see um so yeah again um average fees 1.37 compared to the industry average 1.25 um if you want to read more about um that then then yeah um kick into it so um any questions from there look um no but i guess like eye-opening and I was just having a look at my own fund and uh, I was just looking from the 1st of April through to now, 7.95. So I'm actually, I'm not really cutting the mustard compared to a lot of these. Uh, these <laughs> Mate, you're behind the ball. I am. You know, I've left some money on the table effectively. I guess it's that understanding opportunity cost and I think those graphs are quite cool being a little bit of a geek. You know, you can tell the difference in those returns and therefore your potential balance. So... These are, and, and to be honest, these are you know ten thousand dollars is you know if if you did it on a hundred thousand, it starts to look a lot gruntier. Um, yeah, that's you know, the difference between. Yeah, mm. uh, it can make a significant difference. One hundred percent. Okay, cool. What I'll do is go back to blog. Really, okay, really next one. 
when we talk to business owners about their businesses, often we'll just talk about finding that the 1% gains in their business. And I think these are good examples of you might have all the foundations of KiwiSaver set up, but it pays every now and then just to go and have a look and go, right, am I, like, could I be making this better in some way, shape or form? Whether that for one person is just contributing the minimum to ensure that they get the government's contribution, if that's all they want to do, so they ensure they get that, or whether it's am I in the right fund based on you know who I am right now, where I'm going with my goals, for my finances. Correct, 100%. Again, I've shown you this graph before, Luke, um, but just to just to kind of really re-emphasize the point of, you know, the a compounding return. If you look at the state of New Zealand share market for the last 50 years, from um, 31st of December 1970 to 31st uh, of December 2020, I um, haven't updated this, this chart yet, but um, we'll get a 2021 uh, one soon, um, which I can circulate to you. But if you look at the, the, the New Zealand equity market, um, for the last 50 years, has done a 12.6% uh, per annum compound. So if you'd invested 10 grand in the New Zealand share market 50 years ago and just left it in there, um, you'd have around 3.8 mil. Wow. What was I doing 50 years ago? So that's effectively, that's effectively what your KiwiSaver is. It's a, you know, it's a breakdown. It's a mixture of uh, New Zealand world equities, Australian equities, uh, your bonds, uh, cash, New Zealand bonds. Um, so depending on obviously the, the fund you're in, you're gonna you get in a growth fund, you're gonna have a higher allocation to these to equities, and in a conservative fund, you're gonna have a higher allocation to, to your bonds um, or your fixed interest. Um, so in the short term, you'll see that obviously the the the, the, the fixed interest markets here um, they don't really fluctuate in value as much as the the share markets. However, over the long term, you, you get that difference. So if you just invested in, you know, New Zealand bonds um, for 50 years compared to New Zealand equities, you wouldn't have had to go through the 87 share market crash or the, the global financial crisis um, and have that, you know, drop in value of 40, 50%. But if you can kind of ride the wave and, and stomach that volatility and think long term, the difference is 3.8 million compared to uh, 400,000, which is, um, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There we go. Cool. So we'll kick into kickstart your KiwiSaver in 2022. Um, so, again, um, for, for people that don't understand, um, you know, the different types of KiwiSaver funds, the main types are your aggressive right down to your defensive uh, your aggressive funds have a higher allocation to to shares, um, and your defensive funds have little allocation to shares. Again, referring back to that ball chart that I just showed you, um, it all just comes down to um, you know that volatility, that risk reward um, type um, of of, of yeah, the risk reward trade off. Um, so obviously, the more volatility, more risk that you can take on. Um, the higher expected return over the long term. So for investors that have 15, 20 years plus before they can access their KiwiSaver investment, um, you know, aggressive and growth funds are, are great. Um, and then for, for, for investors that have those short timeframes, they're looking at buying a house, 
um, or you know they're nearing retirement, then you, 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 your conservative or your defensive funds are appropriate as well. Your balanced fund, you're sitting in the middle, so um, typically around that six to, to five to eight years before you're looking at maybe withdrawing, or you just might not be a, a risk. Uh, a risky, uh, a risky investor. You you just can't handle volatility, which is fine. So you so you're kind of going for something in the middle, uh, where you're not going to get a a long term high, high expected long term return like an aggressive fund, um, but you're not going to uh, be literally earning nothing in a in a defensive fund. So you sit in the middle there. So that's the biggest thing, I guess, for. Um, for, to kickstart your KiwiSaver in 2022, the, the biggest determinant of your returns is going to be uh, your asset allocation. So what investment fund are you in? It's all good and well to have a KiwiSaver, um, and it's all good to contribute into a KiwiSaver, 3 4 6 8 10%, whatever. Um, but if you're not in a fund that's appropriate for your goals, um, or your, you know, your, or your, or your um, risk profile, then you know you could potentially uh, be throwing a lot of money away, as as I showed you in that graph before. Another one, check your contribution rate. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, are contributing, like I do see now. Um, a lot more people are contributing four, six, eight, ten percent. Um, you know, I do see the odd person contributing three, three 3%, but most people are probably putting in, um, you know, at least four now, which is great. So obviously, the more you put in, um, the more you can get that compound later on in life. Um, because it's yeah that that's the key. Again, remember it's a long uh, long game. If you, for example, if we see a bit of volatility in the next year or two as interest rates come back up, um, if if you're in KiwiSaver and you've got that that long investment time frame, um, remember that volatility is um, it's actually a good thing um, because you're going to be making the most of dollar cost averaging. So in this article, there's a link to dollar dollar cost averaging, but effectively it just comes down to if the market were to go down 20 or 30% and, and you're in a growth or an aggressive fund or even a balanced fund and you see your the value of your investment fall 10, 15, 20%, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing um, for the long-term investor because your contributions will be picking up those units in the fund at a lower price. Um, so it's effectively like a Briscoe sale, um, and they happen every few years. Like we did, we saw back in 2020, we saw that that first drop, um, you know, of 30 percent. For the investors that actually rode that wave, um, you know, they they uh, they made a lot of money. Um, so dollar cost averaging. If you see the value of your investment fall, remember it's a long game, um, and just. Put, put past that short-term noise and, and just keep on contributing, even increase your contributions because uh, you'll thank yourself uh, once once the uh, wish-wash is gone. Um, and then, yeah, have a retirement income goal in mind. Do you want to have a million dollars in your KiwiSaver? Um, you know, if, if, if you're going to be – or do you want two million or have – Figure out when you want to retire. Um, look, you're never going to know, um, but it's it's good to kind of start thinking about it because you don't want to get to the point, and I do see it a lot, where um, you know a lot of people get to 60, 65 and go, wow, I've, I've got to keep working till I'm 70 because I, I haven't actually saved any money um, in that. So, you know, the earlier, the younger that you can kind of um, start thinking about it, uh, the, the better. Uh, diversify. So um, a good example, uh, the New Zealand share market last year was 
pretty flat. Um, so you never know what market's going to go up and down. Most KiwiSaver funds and uh, those multi-sector categories, your aggressive, your growth, your balance, you do have exposure to global markets. So you're, you're invested in not only the US, um, uh, Europe, Asia, Australasia. Um, so you're invested in companies all over the world, which is great. Um, so just having that diversification across global markets is quite important because you just never know what market's going to perform well or, or underperform or, um, you know, just might not do very well for the next 10, 20 years. So diversification is important. Um, that's something to, to look for in a KiwiSo provider as well and just make sure, um, you know, they don't have too much of a, a, an allocation to one specific market. Um, that's kind of out of the norm. So, yeah, if you're looking for advice in that space, again, um, complete our KiwiSaver fact find and, and we can help you out. Um, blog. Next article. Any questions there, Luke? No, nah, I was going to say, mate, yeah, like looking at my own share portfolio outside of KiwiSaver, um, and even looking at my KiwiSaver and my New Zealand equities, yeah, very flat across the board, effectively once looking at a year. The ones that I've done well with in shares and stuff are all things where I've effectively been a little bit cheeky and tried to time the market and, like you say, like dollar cost averaged in myself when when there's been a bit of carnage in the market and that's made my returns look better. But there's only a few of those and they've sort of offset the other ones that have maybe dropped a little bit or been flat. So... Yeah, pretty average year for the old New Zealand market and obviously important for us younger people to be thinking bigger than just the New Zealand market only, right? Because we're such a small country and anything can rock it, oh. but we don't want diversity. Yeah, massive, massive. Like, yeah, we're, yeah our capital markets are just, uh, yeah, uh, are tiny. Um, so it's good to have that, yeah, good to have that diversification, 100%. Even though the New Zealand share market has been an absolute rock star, um, over the 50, last 50 years, um, it's one of those things you just can't rely on. You can't rely on that as well. Um, you know, who knows, in the next 10 years, things could be a, a little flatter. So um, last article. Uh, so what I've done is just done a review of one of our preferred aggressive multi-sector uh, funds that, that we recommend to a lot of clients um, that's delivered some pretty pretty awesome results for investors. Um, it's called the Booster KiwiSaver Scheme Geared Growth Fund. Um, so just just keep in mind, obviously, all the, all of this stuff's not intended to be financial advice um, or personal financial advice. It's just, I guess, um, a, a little bit of a, um, uh, an update to you know how you can look at things. But if you do want personalised advice, we do have that fact find questionnaire, which is um, available right there. Um, so yeah, look, the, the geared growth fund. What it effectively is is it's an aggressive, equi aggressive uh, multi-sector investment fund. Um, so it's it's designed for long-term savers, so investors that have fifteen years plus uh, before they um, you know are looking at withdrawing down um, on their KiwiSaver investment. What makes the fund unique is that it is ninety nine percent invested in growth assets. So shares and property. So your your, your typical KiwiSaver fund, uh, your typical growth fund sits at around 80% equities, 20% fixed interests. So if you look at your ANZ gross, your ASB growths, 
your AMPs, um, a lot of your kind of major uh, bank providers, the most aggressive KiwiSaver funds they they have are growth funds. So if you can accept a, a far uh, a, a, an increased level of volatility because you're going to have you know roughly an extra twenty percent allocation to equities, then this fund is quite ideal. Um, it also has a leveraged exposure. Uh, uh, sorry, leveraged um, exposure to these assets as well. So effectively, what it's doing is uh, it's sitting around thirty-five percent leverage, and and you're effectively borrowing at low interest rates and then reinvesting into the fund. So you're actually one hundred and thirty-five percent invested in the market. Obviously, this may this this sounds very risky, but because the fund is so diversified. If you look at the investment composition of the fund, which I'll show you on page two, um, you've effectively got uh, roughly 64% invested in, in the global share market, 52% um, of that 64% sitting in an in Vanguard International Shares Select Exclusions Fund, which which means you own um, you know a number of the major businesses in the world. Uh, again, uh, you've got a 5.75% exposure to you know a number of these different Australian shares, uh, your New Zealand share market, uh, you, and there's about a 5% allocation to property and, and private land and property throughout New Zealand. So. Again, it's it's a very diversified fund, um, so that that does obviously bring that risk level down because it has that exposure to, to has that thirty five percent gearing exposure. Um, but if you look at property, uh, right, most people are leveraged up eighty percent, twenty percent deposit, uh, and then they're going and borrowing another eighty percent. Obviously, um, it's a different asset class, but. The, the reason why I guess um, I like the strategy so much is uh, it's it's pretty simple. Um, you're literally borrowing money um, at a low rate and then reinvesting it in the fund. And based on what the the, the fund returns, um, you're getting um, you know that that margin over and over and above the you know the 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 um, the core the core investment. Um, so to give you um, an under understanding of the 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 returns. Um, as at 31st of November, it, over the last 10 years, um, it's done 12% um, after tax and fees, so which is a pretty impressive return. Uh, last five years, it's done 14.8% after tax at 28% and fees. Um, so, look, it's a, it's a, in my opinion, it's a, an awesome strategy. The, the the biggest risk to the investment is not. Uh, investing for that suggested minimum time frame of 15 years. So if you do have that long investment time frame and you can ride out the highs and lows uh, of this investment, then then look, it's um, I think uh, fundamentally it's it's a it's a great long term play. Um, you can see what here uh, what COVID did back in 2020 and that first kind of March April dip. It, it took around a 30 percent hit. Um, so. And that will probably happen again in the future. It'll definitely happen again in the future. So you'll see significant volatility with this type of investment because of the large exposure to, to equities. But over the long term, um, again, dollar cost averaging and, and just riding the wave will, will do. You'll do exceptionally well. Um, okay. Any questions from there, Luke?
No, that's that's fascinating, mate. I'm going to ring the bank tomorrow and ask if I can borrow against my KiwiSaver investment straight back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's effectively that's effectively it. So yeah, um, yeah. Like so it. if you you borrow at four percent and your investment returns ten percent, you're getting a six percent. You're obviously making six percent on on that thirty five percent above above the you know the the ninety percent ninety nine percent equity that you've got invested. I think. Um, one thing that I've noticed with some people is that they they're too close to their KiwiSaver balance, so they're checking it daily or weekly or whatever. When really they're not going to be able to touch it for forty years or maybe four years to borrow to to pay for their first home, for instance. And it's like once you've got your strategy in place, then just let like trust trust the process and let the market do the rest, rather than you know oh what's it today or why did it go backwards and or what do I need to do differently and you know use your sharesies for that maybe but even then you don't you don't still don't need to be doing that yeah 100% I have a client who's got 350,000 invested in this um, geared growth fund um, and every time it takes a big hit if markets obviously are, are down for the month or whatever he always sends me a text and he goes I hope it keeps going down so I can keep buying more. Um, so it's yeah. just changing. It's just changing your mentality from, um, you know, always wanting things to go up. If you're an accumulator, um, you know, it's 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 not actually a bad thing to see, um, you know, the the value of your investments fall because if you if you're picking up those units at a lower price every month, if you're a good earner. Um, you know your dollar cost averaging. So he he always sends me a text saying ride the wave or um, yeah. you know, let's 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 hope it drops more. I just laugh, <laughs> yeah. but it's the right mentality you have. Yeah, I think it's good setting people up to understand. You know something like this to invest over a fifteen year window. Everything we're getting peppered with and marketing and stuff's like quick wins and. It's so easy to set up a sharesies account and it's like, yeah, that's all the easy bit. The hard bit's always learning to have patience. Exactly. And at the end of the day, like if you look at, say, um, a KiwiSaver fund, and this is just one example, but, um, you know, if you look at all the underlying underlying assets in the fund, uh, you know, you've got Westpac, you've got ANZ, you've got Woolworths, um, you've got Fisher & Paykel, you've got Auckland International Airport, you've got Spark. Effectively, for your investment to go to zero uh, would mean all these major businesses would have to fail. Um, so it's it's kind of changing your mindset to I'm effectively just investing in the world economy and where it's going to be in 10, 15 years. If you don't think that population, technology, artificial intelligence, um, you know, capitalism or, you know, human innovation – is going to drive markets further so that we, you know, businesses become more efficient and productive, then, yeah, don't invest. Um, don't invest and keep your money in cash and keep it under your bed and spend it. But, um, you know, I don't live my life like that. I kind of, you know, I'm an optimist and, and I hopefully yeah. I'm around in 50 years' time and hopefully my kids are as well. I just as well, like this sort of information here, I'm sure this is publicly available online, but... This could give people who are trying to invest in shares and stuff a bit of a hint as to what some of the people with massive research teams where they're suggesting that they put their. Oh, exactly, in. exactly. You could, um, yeah, you could just go and mirror some of these portfolios. Yeah, and go right. Well, they obviously like Fisher and Paykel Healthcare, <laughs> but but then you'd have to obviously do all the 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 you know the rebalancing, the buying and trading. Yeah. And, it would be an absolute nightmare. Um, but if you, you know, you can just go and buy these, you know, basket of assets, go and buy an index fund. Yeah. Or, but you could sort of test your thinking of like, say you liked 
Auckland International Airport. And then you come to this and realise, okay, well, 9% of the funds allocated towards that for New Zealand shares, like, well, I was probably onto something there, right? So you could sort of use this to revalidate what you're what you're learning 100%. about. So, so if you look at, say, their New Zealand shares weightings, you see they're obviously quite bullish on Fisher and Paykel, you know, sitting at a 15% allocation. And then they're yeah. not very bullish on Air New Zealand. They literally hold no Air New Zealand. So yeah. it's uh, you can kind of see the thinking of you know what investments they are looking as more long term plays as compared to you know they're a little bit sure about some of these other um, businesses like you know Air New Zealand or Tourism Holdings, which obviously been affected by COVID quite significantly. Um, so that's just to give you an example as well of you know, but obviously different managers, KiwiSaver managers have different. Um, viewpoints. Yeah. Um, so you know their 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 portfolio or their their fund portfolios. Um, you know they all will look very different to you know each other. Hey, and there's New Zealand stocks. There's no banks except for Heartland. How good? Well, all the banks are in the Australian market. Oh, of course. Yeah. What am I? Oh, damn it. I thought <laughs> I thought I'd found a theme, a theme there. But, uh, I don't right, know the, banks are, the banks are the best, uh, some of the best returning investments that you can buy. <laughs> oh, they're high, they're high on Heartland too. Oh, ANZ. Yeah. Wow. So what's the, in that global shares, that's the Vanguard International Shares Select. Uh, so that's just a, that's just a, a, a major index fund. So um, that way they just get broad exposure to, um, you know, a, a low-cost index fund. Um, so that, that, you know, they're literally getting exposure to the, to the global share market at a low cost. And then they have kind of um, uh, some of their active managers like the Fisher Investments Global Focus Strategies a lot more, um, a lot more uh, active. So if you look at... Um, if you look at the breakdown here, you can see some of the businesses that strategy is invested in. Oh. And they're quite quite hot on um, Amazon and Nomura, um, Visa, Microsoft. But effectively, their the global shares, um, the global share strategy is very much a, a, a passive, uh, passive predominantly. Um, and then they get most of their active exposure via um, a couple of their um, global well, Fisher is obviously one of their active managers, and then they they manage their New Zealand and Australian um, share port portfolios actively, and then their their private private investments via their Tahi and New Zealand Innovation uh, booster. They've got um, you know they're very active there, um, so that that that's a private equity uh, that's private equity investments they own um, Sunchase Investments, Dodson Motorsport um, Vineyards, uh, Avocado Orchards throughout New Zealand, um, and then um, some of their private land and property as well. So they're a combination of uh, an active and an active and passive investment manager. They get their core exposure via um, indices, and then they have a um, you know a lot of their active satellites um, kind of sitting at the top to to add that little bit of alpha. Um, above the benchmark. How often would they then rebalance or re research this and change their allocation percentages, like monthly or? Oh, the, the asset allocation wouldn't change. Um, so, so, so you know, your ninety nine percent, one percent income, like that, wouldn't change too much. But yeah. a lot of the, uh, you know, if they they felt that the New Zealand or the Australian share market was looking like it was going to be. Um, you know, favourable for the next five, ten years, they might be a little bit more overweight um, in, in, say, the New Zealand or um, Australian share um, percentages and reduce the, say, the global shares percentages. 
um, or they, you know, obviously they, they, they're changing, um, you know, a lot of the, the individual names in here as well. They're changing those weightings based on, on what they think their long-term outlooks are. Um, but effectively, they're not going to change the asset allocation because, again, um, if you're in this fund, it's because you're going to be in there for 15 years plus. Yeah, uh, and dollar cost averaging, you're going to be riding the wave. Um, you know, um, it's it's impossible to time markets. Um, so just stick to that asset allocation, and and when it does take a hit, which it will, um, you know, you you're, you're going to pick up the units at a lower price anyway. Nice, outstanding, mate. That's been very very insightful as always, and given uh, everyone, and including myself. A little bit to think about there, so <laughs> mate, you're underperforming. You're underperforming. I, I am. I am disappointed in myself, and I need to make some changes. When he, I hear you're going overseas, mate. So, uh, how much longer has New Zealand got you for before you head off? Oh, no, yeah, I'm heading over. Uh, when am I? In a, uh, when am I? Uh, end of end of uh, end of March, beginning of April. Right. So, I'm going to go do a. Um, I'm going to go do a course in the states. I'm going to go see the the Oracle of Omaha. Um, Warren Buffett and um, see if I can learn some um, some wisdom from him. Yeah, good on you. So you away for a few months, you'll be working on the road, no doubt, and then back to New Zealand and put the head down. Correct. Yeah, you're going to go and just do a bit of a um, do a bit of a uh, trip and learn some stuff and, and then come back and get stuck back in. But I'll yeah be um, I'll definitely be working from uh, from overseas. Good on you. All right, mate. Well, thank you for that. I'm sure if people want to get in touch, they can do that via the website, compoundwealth.co.nz or adam at compoundwealth.co.nz. This is the links in the comments. Hopefully those are clickable. Um, and if you want to rip through the fact find that Adam and his team have, you can do that as well. That's in the comments there. And uh, if you're listening to this via the podcast rather than the live stream, then we should put the links in the description. Otherwise, uh, send us an email or look up Compound Wealth on Google and you'll find them. They rank number one when you search for them, so you'll be able to find them. And, yeah, get in touch with his team if you need some help in that space. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks, guys.